everybody out there in comic book land. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, and that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by Comic Book Click. And as always, I am never alone. Sir, introduce yourself. I am your Cloudus Maximus, a.k.a. Not Batman. <laughs> Cloudus Maximus is in studio, and this is a continuation of sorts because today we're covering City of Owls, Volume 2 of Batman's New 52 uh, Mythos. And this is a continuation because Cloudus Maximus was here to cover Court of Owls, which was Volume 1. Mm-hmm. So we're just continuing Scott Snyder's epic telling of the legendary Court of Owls, Gotham, Batman. We got a little bit of Mr. Freeze origin in here, the creation of Harper Row. We got a lot of big things uh, in this volume. But, Cloudus, before we do that, I have something I have to do, which is last week we covered No Justice. Mm -hmm. And I forgot a very, very, very important detail. So I just have to go ahead and explain that really quickly before we get into our thing. And that is, do you believe at the end of that story... Because of his bravery, Green Arrow, mm-hmm. Green uh, Martian Manhunter handed him a box saying that that box is the key to destroying the Justice League. And he's the only man trusted to have said box. Uh, so Green Arrow's uh, annual comic starts off with him in the box like, why did they give this to me? Wow. That's <laughs> and, and I actually think he has in the in the trunk of his car. So uh, I don't know if that's a setup for another like Tower of Babel, like um, another right. um, you know, Batman with his... I mean, uh, he, if, any, if plans. anything, I guess he'd be the least likely anybody would think he would have the box because uh, he doesn't have any powers or yeah, anything like that. Thing. You know what I mean? I've always said that it would be cool to do that storyline. The Batman has contingency plans for the Justice League uh, storyline that gets uh, you know taken and then used against them. Mm-hmm. I always said you could do that in Arrow. You could always have oh, Arrow yeah. have something for Barry, something for you know uh, Supergirl, stuff like that, Mister Terrific, and then they all get captured, and it's like. Well, who had our weaknesses? And Ali's like, <laughs> you feel this city. But, yeah, so Ali, seemingly with the most dangerous weapon in the DC universe at the moment. Uh, so I had to go ahead and let that people know that just in case uh, they were wondering so this, where that came off of them. Is this like a regular box or is this like a box of the mother variety? No, it looks like a regular. I mean, it has like a cool little, like maybe like a compass thing on it. But it looks mm-hmm. like a regular maybe wooden box or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's not out of any kind of technology or anything. So I'm really curious as to what could be the downfall of the Justice League. But we're not here to talk all Justice League. Just Batman. the man in black. Just the Dark Knight. The world's greatest detective. Batman. And Batman City of Owls. Like I said, volume two. <laughs> What were your thoughts on this? What were your thoughts on this comic? Um, this was my first um Batman comic I picked up. Um, so much it was so good to me that I wanted to keep on keep on at it. So I wanted, and you had told me that there was more to it. Right. So um, I wanted to read volume two, and volume two is actually pretty. Good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is He's got some things in here. Th- this is an episode stretch. I believe that goes up to, um, I think that's a, the volume two is about six uh, issues. And you have a bunch of issues. We did seven issues uh, on the first run. So you're going in, you know, uh, order here with this story that Scott Snyder is telling. Um, last time we were on this podcast, you were talking about how the first one made you a little bit more of a fan of Bruce Wayne and Batman. Did you get anything else from um, this run at all or this volume? Was there anything that um, changed for you 
Do you still um, dig Batman? Yeah. Is it um, a- if anything, it's it's more because in, in the second one, I get more of his badassery and dark knighting. You know, so um, yeah. I um, I'm really glad I they. I really got. I'm really glad I got to get to get that in this because um, everybody from whatever, from what they've told me, and especially for you, what you've told me, Court of Hours is pretty damn good. Um, to me, actually, more than pretty damn good because um, <laughs> you get to see Batman not care whenever he doesn't want to care. You know what right. I mean? Um, <laughs> last he's time, had enough. Last time we left off, Batman had battled one talent in a labyrinth. Yep. He had been driven crazy. He had been ripped apart. He had been t- they took all his gadgets from him. They 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 starved him. They um you know dehydrated him and they stalked him. And he Bad was driven on empty. And he was driven mad. And this was one talent. Yeah, it was one talent. It, the end of that story ends with them releasing a whole them, bunch of jumping talents. off of the balconies, going exactly. into Gotham. Yeah, crazy into the city and just expanding on the whole Court of Owls uh, lore and and mythos. And the Court of Owls is really just a version of um, what you would call like the Illuminati mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. the Freemasons. Mm-hmm. What do you think about these ideas of like the secret society pulling strings? Um, do you, do you think that I like I like the way they put it into Batman how they would how they said that they were always there right even from back in back in old Gotham they were right. always there you see in um in 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 one of the flashbacks in the book you have um Alfred's dad running from one of the um talons and uh, Jarvis they, oh <laughs> Jarvis, there you go uh, Jarvis Jarvis, uh, <laughs> Jarvis Pennyworth so um Jarvis I thought to to have that and to give some insight as to how long they've been been around and even um and even from when they give you that flashback with Jarvis Pennyworth you um you kind of still feel like they were still even around even before that in a oh, way yeah. you know what I mean Definitely and they say that they they've been around for a while do you believe that there's one in real life do you believe that there's a secret society I think putting so. the strings yeah, uh, there's enough there's enough there's enough um there's enough um, powerful people out there, so it's gonna yeah. gotta be there's gotta be a squad out there, or something like that. But just like in real life and in this book, once you once that um, curtain gets pulled back, it changes how you see the entire world. Yeah. Because yeah. now your decisions are not yours; they're getting pulled by some secret shadowy figure in the background. And in this book, it is the Court of Owls. Everything that has happened up until this point. Um, it kind of stated that it's happened with the permission with the of the owls. Like it, yeah. they would, it would not be happening um, if it wasn't for um, for the owls, or just I guess at least um, allowing them to exist. And so, in this, it was it, it's cool because Scott Snyder just starts writing this book, Volume One and Volume Two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, he's written a couple of Batman stories prior to this, but this is him on the actual. You know, run. This is the the Batman forefront. Exactly the Batman comic, not a side comic, not a one shot. The actual Batman comic, and um, he was able to create the exact opposite of Bruce Wayne. Where a lot of times, like you, you got Flash and Reverse Flash, right? Mm-hmm. Or you'll get the the villain who has heat powers, and they'll fight the villain who has cold powers. In this, you know, Batman doesn't really have an opposite. I guess you would say Joker, as far as being like Batman is like. On the narrow, and uh, Joker is a little bit crazy, mm-hmm. but you kind of got to be crazy to be Batman too. So <laughs> you know, it's not an exact opposite. Um, 
But an owl is a natural predator to bats. Mm-hmm. They actually eat bats, and the uh, one which of the, makes it. I think that made it actually pretty damn cool too. Right, had that, that was a nice real thing. Because bats, for the most part, I mean, bats are little things. Mm-hmm. They're not going to attack us, right? They're not going to eat us. Neither will owls. But I'm saying that there's a lot of fear behind bats, even though they don't do anything, do anything right? Yeah. There's like a lot of woo and like um, vampires and and um, Halloween and all this other kind of stuff, um, but. Owls also have that kind of mythos where, uh, you know, they're used for magic, like in Harry Potter, or um, you're wise, right? Wise like an owl. You have this ancient knowledge, um, and there's something mysterious about owls because you barely see them. Mm. Uh, But these things hunt in the night, and they've been known to kill bats without bats noticing, like in flight. Bats are flying, (sighs) and then they'll they'll just be snatched up. And just like real life owls, what do they use to snatch up the bat? Their talons. Their talons. They're talons. sharp talons, Napoleon. <laughs> yeah, their talons. So um, in this book, the talons are the assassins of the, the court of owls. And you get this, again, play on what the opposite is. Because Batman is the world's greatest detective. Mm-hmm. Give him a trace and he will follow, follow it. it. And, he will, no end, it, and yeah. he will find it <laughs> and he will get it for you. The court of owls and especially the talons are assassins. Their main key is to not have any trace mm-hmm. of anything. So these guys are polar opposites. Batman is looking for a uh, something that doesn't want to be found, that legitimately doesn't want to be found. And he thinks that he has like a little bit of an idea of what these guys are and what they're about and uh, you know their threat levels and stuff. But we find out in this story how much he really kind of doesn't know because... While he's Boy, chilling he, in the house, doesn't he don't know? <laughs> while he's while he's hanging out in the house, bandaged from his last uh, adventure with the court, you know, he's just looking over. Yeah, fresh the, off the labyrinth. Yeah, he's looking over about Gotham. He's like, I don't know nothing about yeah, Gotham. Yeah, I was like, I thought I knew this city. Oh man, this city, this city knows me, but I don't know Gotham. And uh, he he kind of says, you know, the city operates behind my back. Depressed, right? Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I can't believe I've been trying to save this city. He's talking about like almost like it's like yep. somebody close to him, and the city's been operating behind my back, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden they hear like a noise, and Batman's like, I'm going to the cave. <laughs> They're here, man. Yep, that's the. First. I was like, oh man, Bruce, you better go to the cave. Take he already off knew. And using the technology that we saw in Volume One, that little contact lens. Yeah, the lens. He can co- he can uh, operate things from the cave, and he can talk to Alfred. And so they run down to the cave, and Talons are already in the back cave, one of the most impenetrable yep. uh, fortresses <laughs> in the world. Um, they're in the back cave, and they're not attacking Batman. They're attacking Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and they kind of hint at knowing that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Uh, you know, Bruce Wayne, the Court of Owls has sentenced you to die. You seem like you have a secret. Um, and Batman is, is trying to tackle these people. And these are this is in his home. He's in his pajamas. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. Roll bandaged up. How did you feel about Barefoot Batman out I'm there? In protect the house. <laughs> protect the house, Bruce. Protect you and house. Alfred. Give Alfred all of the guns. Because, you know, you ain't about shooting no guns. And Alfred, you know. Uh, I was concerned because Alfred is elderly. No, what I, what I liked about Alfred is that Alfred was concerned throughout this whole thing. He's like, but concerned but, for Bruce, but yeah. Bruce, but Master Bruce, they're around you. But Master Bruce, they're fast. But Master Bruce, you're too, and all this other kind of stuff. Um, constantly showing concern for his, basically his son, right? Um, but Bruce is taking on these talents in his cave, 
uh, there's a cool shot of him like on top of his roof, like just trying to like knock them down. Uh, jumps into jumps down into the chimney, ends up in the back cave. Yeah, and um, we ended up in the back cave. I thought that was awesome. Right. He used almost everything in the back cave, dude. Yeah, because now we're even now the freaking we, penny. We now we, <laughs> now we are in the legitimate playground of yeah. Batman, right? All his toys are yep. here, and so when it looks like um one of the talents is close to getting Bruce Wayne and inflicting damage on Bruce Wayne. Uh, the coin starts to move Squish. and lands on him. I always Over. wondered if that thing could move. Yeah, right. And that was the first time I ever seen a couple. First time I've seen a couple of things move in that cave was in the actual comic. So I, I kind of popped seeing a couple of the things getting used when I thought it was like that's just in the cave just to be there. What's really awesome is that um, it's things that you've seen multiple times. Yeah, right? hell yeah, hell yeah. They constantly go back to the penny. They constantly go back to the uh, T Rex. T Rex, which we see later on, but um. Fido. Uh, these people still look like kids. And, you know, the talents they were saying were just people from the circus. Mm-hmm. They were snatching up kids from the circus. Dick Grayson almost became a talent. Yep. Um, so Batman can see them. He has one of their, like, hor- uh, homing devices or something like that. He notices that they have technology and stuff. Um, and he traps himself inside the Batcave. Well, him and, uh, him and Alfred are trapped inside the Batcave. And he's like, I need you to put this thing like negative 100 degrees because freeze they can't the cave alfred i need you to freeze the cave out because you owls um, don't like the cold they don't they owls do. don't like the cold and neither do talons um they'll just kind of go into like a stasis so he's like i need you to make it cold and he's like well you won't sir but you your, your body would not <laughs> be able to to withstand he's like just do it i'd have fi- fired him I said, Alfred, you're fired. <laughs> I walk, you twice, bro. Walk out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Walk out. You go handle them. You want to put on one of my suits? <laughs> you really think Batman don't have a suit for Alfred? Maybe. He has to have a he suit has for him, right? Either that or either Alfred done got sick of it and made his own damn that suit. That's to be like an Alfred protocol or something like that. Like, a suit. Activate. I, want, I, I hope the suit has a tie on it. <laughs> and it like uh, spins around and it cuts people's heads off. <laughs> I dig this. No, it's like it has, you have like one of those serving trays and they come out and they use Uh-oh, a shield. Oh, I think we just spawned the Alfred comet. Uh, the the Pennyworth Protocol. Oh, write it down. Wow. Write it down. Write that down. Uh, so the talons are banging on the door and doing the whole come out, come out wherever you are. Oh, hello, open up. You're not, you can't be in there for too long. And then we get a look at the Thrasher suit. Uh, Batman in a fully armored that monstrosity was, that was of a cool. suit. <laughs> that was cool. And the funny thing is, I knew he had that suit. Yeah. Didn't know Didn't know it was going to... I mean, you hinted at it, but I was like, nah, that's just not going to be that. Seeing that suit was bad. And he basically ass. says, get the hell out of my house. Out of my house. And that ends the first um, story in this volume, which was called Attack on Wayne Manor. Then we get into Night of the Owls, um, which is short in here, but in the, in the New 52... Mm-hmm. It's a it's the first crossover of the, bo- the first family? massive crossover, yeah, and it has to do with the Bat Family. So if you read Nightwing stories, yeah. it goes into Nightly because of the he's Owls. about because Alfred is about to put out the call exactly, to the Bat right. Family and it's, right this now. It's yeah. called the call, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, before he does that, Batman's sitting there in his um, in so his so the suit. so he puts out the call and then uh, I like all right so yeah, I, I like I like this stories. I like this yeah I just want to put it I want to put it together. So he calls he calls the Bat Family. He puts out the call. Bruce tells him to put put out the call because. The hit for all the public figures out in um, Gotham yeah, are about to, he finds yeah, a chip about in to one, get handled one of the... with and deceased and all that. They're about to, they're about to get killed. Yeah, he finds a chip <laughs> in one of the talent's gauntlets. Uh, it's like a, uh, I guess, so a then, USB. So USB then he stick. puts out the call and then theoretically 
those comics start. Theoretically, you open up that issue of Nightwing, and he goes, just got the call from Batman. There's people targeted. I'm on my way to go and deal with them. And it's them going around yeah. uh-huh. protecting the public figures. That's, In different, that's awesome. I like how um, uh, I believe it's the Batgirl book that goes into the Mr. Freeze stuff that we'll mm-hmm. eventually get later on. About him um, dealing I, with I them. I think and, I was going to ask that too. Where does that for? Uh, yeah, because you know they say that he used he gave the talents the, the his ser- ice, yeah, the, the serum. serum whatever. It's always the, a serum. It's always a serum. serum. Bro. It's always a serum. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Batman is sitting there talking trash to the court. Uh, Alfred finds out Master Bruce. You know, there's a list of targets, and nearly every public figure in Gotham is on it. Um, one of the people on there is Victor Freeze. That's the whole issue. Uh, the talents. I mean, the court has sent this Victor Freeze to die. Um, how do you feel about this next couple of pages where you see, um, I guess, just uh, public figures in Gotham, the city controller, um, comptroller, uh, the the Gotham city I deputy? Mean, it's, it's, it's it's crazy because at first you see a couple of them break yeah. the dust, you know what yeah. I mean? And the Bat family can't be everywhere all at once. Not only you know not I mean? only that, but the fact that Bruce just figured out what was going on. Like, and, I and just figured were, out what's going yeah, on. Yeah, just figured it out, but why you just figured it out, dude? The talents have already either on their way already or they're already there to where they need to be. Yeah, and so they're stacking bodies mm-hmm. in the street. Like, people are jogging. People are taking showers. Get, yeah, get, getting dying in their showers. Oh, my God. They're, they're just uh, stabbing people up. How do you feel about the talent design? I, I, I think it's on point just as much as the bat, the, the original bat suit is on point. Very yeah. freaking owly. The, the, um, the face to me is one of my favorite things. Um, the face and the actual talent those, like, that they bo- wear. Those the, like bone, the, yeah, the, the eyebrows the, the, and the, the owl circle, eyes. Straight yeah. up, because the owls got really, really big eyes and they don't blink. Yeah, and they <laughs> so, hardly blink. So that's that's ill. That's super duper ill. Uh, Alfred is stressed, bro. He's like. Uh, they're gonna kill them all. They're gonna kill them all. And he's like, he says, put out the call, Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> he goes, I'm here, sir. Put out the call to the family now, and he does. And in a beautiful splash page, you see Alfred co- uh, kind of contact all the members of the Bat family. So you got Tim Drake, you got Red Hood, you got Damian Wayne, you have uh, uh, Nightwing, Batgirl, and then you have Katana, you know, and and like members of the Outsiders and stuff. And he. Let's them all know, like then and there. The only one who really knows, I think, is Dick, right? Because Dick had the conversation. Yeah, he's with Bruce had. Pryor. Yeah, he just left. And him. and Bruce already had knocked out a tooth of his <laughs> yeah, he's, he's to show around. him, yeah, dude, you were about to be Italian. You didn't even know him. So right. Yeah, so now this. the family. Remember. Now the family's tipped off to these crazy assassins, and um, while this is going on, Bruce is like, "Come get it," you know what I'm Like, <laughs> "Come get the fight," and uh, he takes on all the talents himself. In this big mech suit. But one of my favorite, favorite things about Scott Snyder's Batman. And I know there's people who are not 100% fans of his run. But these monologues, bro. These stories. Yeah, they're deep, dude. They're deep. And they give you an insight that, like I said in the previous episode where we're talking about Batman, that you don't get from the movies. Yeah, reading, reading it, reading the, the monologues gives me like a... um. Peter Parker vibe, yeah, you know, and um, and not to say that it's a it's Peter Parker ish, but I uh, um, I dig the character a little bit more, and I kind of get it being inside of his head. The more. voice is very important to yeah. those characters, Peter Parker as well, right? The voice is very important to those characters, um, but you get what's seemingly a regular story, uh, it's just the way the panels and and the things are set up, it just sounds beautiful. It goes, 
The first member of my family to live in the manor were Solomon and Joshua Wayne, brothers. They, brought the, they bought the house in 1855, but they didn't move in until two years later. The reason was bats. A massive infestation of bats in the cave system beneath the land. They brought in a crypt, chirp, <laughs> chiroptologist from Gotham University, and according to him, to get rid of the bats, they'd have to introduce a predator into the cave. So the Wayne brothers did. They carted in all sorts of birds, from the peregrine falcons to kestrels, and unleashed them in different sections of the cave. The most efficient killer of bats, though, were the tiger owls. My ancestors let owls loose in the cave. And the next scene is owls in the cave fighting the bats. Fighting all the talons. And it's just, and then he goes, and within a year, all the bats were gone. And it, like, so cool because it seemingly had nothing to do with Yes, but when he jumps back in, you get the panel of him and the and him on the ground, and you get the bats coming all back into the cave, rushing the talons. Yes, and so um, he's he's sitting there, there, there. He's telling Alfred, "Freeze him out, freeze him out. Don't worry about it. Freeze him out." He's um, he's also uh, explaining to us, the reader, like this suit. <laughs> don't worry about me. Uh, I, I'm gonna be good in here. Yeah, I got oxygen, oxygen for weeks. in it. It's made out of like fibers of his own kef that are tougher than Kevlar. Um, it has oxygen in it for weeks. All it, it's it's made to it's made to withstand all like terrain on on planet Earth. And he he says he goes and I'm wearing it here in my home. My house. <laughs> like like you can't beat me on my turf with my gear, bro. And He's right. He basically takes out all these talents. Well, he gets a little bit of trouble. He gets into a little bit of trouble. And um, he's able to activate Fido, which is the dinosaur, the T-Rex. All the kids fear the (laughs) T-Rex. And uh, Fido stomps out some of the talents. But uh, Alfred actually listens, is able to override the whole ice thingy. Um, And we get some more. While it looks desperate for Bruce, he's on the floor, um, overtaken by. There's just too many talents, bro. It reminds me of when <laughs> all, they all jump on, uh, Bruce Banner in the Hulk suit. It's too many. There's too way too many. Uh, but then you hear some more narration. My ancestors used owls to kill bats. Owls everywhere. But I forgot. The thing I forgot is, as soon as the owls left. The bats came back. And all of a sudden, a swarm of bats come out, uh, distract the court. Um, and with the ice, with it being as ice cold as uh, Alfred was able to make it, Bruce just starts to beat the hat out of these talons. And one of them uh, tries to run away. away. He runs them over. With and he the runs them over. And, and Alfred's like, sir. He's like, he got a healing factor. I know. <laughs> He's like, don't worry about it, bro. He has a healing factor. Um. I like how angry Batman is now. Yeah. Right? We never really... Because we, in this journey that we've taken in the Court of Owls, we have seen him desperate. We have seen him, um, you know, curious. All kinds of all kinds of different ways. We haven't seen him angry. But at the point of this story, they have come into his house. They have targeted Dick Grayson. They have... Caused uh, multiple attempts on his life. They're in his house in every sense of the word. Exactly. And they're in his city. They're literally sitting in his city in the background. And he feels betrayed by his his city. So Batman's pissed. Bruce is pissed. And he's ready to get control (laughs) back. 
he's ready to get control back. So he he's like, I'm going to go look for Lincoln March because Lincoln March is on that list, and I'm going to try to make sure that he's okay. Plus, it doesn't matter because everybody else is out, you know, getting all the other names. So he goes uh, and he goes to Mr. March's office, and March is there with a gun, mm-hmm. seemingly ready to shoot him, calling him Bruce Wayne. But it turns out he's not calling him Bruce Wayne. He's just calling out for Bruce Wayne. And he tells Batman, after Batman realizes that this man's been stabbed and he's going to die, he tells Batman, hey, bro, just tell Bruce Wayne I have a message. You know, um, remind him that a better Gotham is just one <coughs> it's just one dream <coughs> away. And then he dies. And then Batman's like, I am going. <laughs> he said they came to my yeah, house. Yeah, they killed his friend, man. Yeah, now Lincoln March is dead. And he goes, they came to my house, and now I'm going to burn theirs to the ground. Uh, and so that's the end of Assault on the Court. I'm going to skip over the free stuff really quickly because that is going to take its own time. I actually think I want to end with the free stuff because mm-hmm. people had a lot of trouble um, trying to sit on that. But the next story in this volume is called My Brother's Keeper. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne is completely and totally frustrated with everything that's been going on with the Court of Owls. Uh, the Night of Owls has seemingly stopped. You know, he sent um, the peeps to go around and make sure that, you know, not, there was nothing uh, going on with all those public figures. Obviously, they couldn't save them all because the uh, the talents were on the money and, you know, they got on a bunch of people. But now Batman's going to hunt the owls. He's made his, his choice to hunt the owls. And he's found out a lot, you know, since the stories began. He's found out that they were on the 13th floor. He found out how the talents work. He found out how cold works. Uh, he knows what they're targeting. Um, and he has, he seemingly has a bit of a, what's a lead? I guess you would call it. And so this, oh, well, this, yeah, this is the assault on the court, um, story. And so he finds one of the, one, um, you know, one of the traces leads him to the house of a owl and he shows up pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, this woman almost kind of dressed like an owl. He basically tries to was intimidate her yeah. to um, interrogate her. There's the word I, I mean, he for. trashed her place first. Yeah, he did. Uh, he tries to intimidate her, but she's not giving nothing up. She's not giving nothing up, um, and Batman can't get nothing out of her, so he leaves. And they, he basically says, like, she basically says, like, you better, you might as well quit because you can't stop the court. But they knew. They being Batman and Alfred, they knew if they sh- if they showed up to a member of the court of Owl's house that they would have no choice but to call the other court, mm-hmm. and then they'll just trace the call. When trying to trace the call, turns out that it's in like a dead zone. But uh, he's able to find a house. He's able to find a building, uh, and believes it is the secret, you know, meeting place of the court of Owls. Uh, it goes in there. I love how he goes in there and just starts breaking owls. Like <laughs> he doesn't want to announce that he's there. He's not, he's not, but he's like, I'm not, not with it. it. Yeah, I am not, not with it, it man. Screw Anything these owls. owls just hitting. Screw these owls. So he starts knocking uh knocking owls over and then he sees this big banquet table and all the owls are sitting there, but they're all dead. So how do you feel about that re- resolution? I didn't know. I got there and I'm it's funny because I got I got to that panel and then I pinched the rest of the book and then I'm like 
I got this much of the book left. How are they all yeah, dead? Exactly. <laughs> what the hell is going on? And that twist. That's something that keeps happening in this book, right? Where you um you think that you understand the threat and how big it is and how dangerous it's gonna be, and then it goes away I and think, something bigger I, comes. I think what I what I like about it the most is that it make it all makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when it because it makes sense, it just hits you a little bit harder and heavier. So that way when you do get to it, it's like Oh, like like with the table of the owls. When I got there, I was just like, "What the hell?" I oh, still yeah. got like most of this to go. Like, what the? I'm, I'm matter of fact, I'm gonna ask you when this is all said and done. What do you think is the most surprising uh, panel or last page that you've seen? So, sit on that mm-hmm. while the uh, while the um, the rest of this podcast continues. We have <laughs> he goes, "Damn you, damn you all!" And then we see Bruce watching the sun rise, uh, just fixated on what the heck is going on with. With um the owls, they've killed Link in March, and he's just stressed. And Alfred tries to talk to him, and I like how you see a little bit more of their relationship here, right? Mm-hmm. Where um he's like, "Don't worry, let like let me, I'll get you dressed if you need to get dressed. You know, I'll do this, I'll do that. Uh, we did the autopsies; the court is dead. Like maybe maybe this is not something that needs to be found or needs to be continued to be searched for. And he at one point he says something kind of cool, which is like. The reason why you feeling kind of weird is because now the court's dead. This is the end. Yeah. And you're not used to the end. Like, w- maybe that's what you're feeling. And Bruce, no. Bruce is like, nah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. None of this makes sense. What's going on? What's going on? Um, And they're having a conversation. He goes over and he sees a picture of his mom and his dad. And um, they're like, well, you know what? I'll put on the suit and... I'll do whatever fundraiser. There's always like a Wayne fundraiser, right? Or some kind of meeting. It's like a Wayne have. fundraiser. Like and a gala. Four days out of the week, every e- week. Exactly. As a matter of fact, that's where the Harper Rose stuff comes in. It's because she goes to a, a, a Wayne <laughs> gala or something like that. But um, she's, he's looking at the painting. He's looking at the painting. And you can't tell why. And then he's like, tell tell that guy that I had the meeting with uh, that I'm not going to be able to make it. I'm going to go after him, Alfred. And Alfred's like, what are you talking about? Half the time, Alfred has no idea what Bruce's talking about. And then Bruce just drops the mic and walks out of the room. Yeah, it runs out. <laughs> He's like, am I supposed to make dinner, sir? You haven't told me anything. What's going on? What time do you think it's a hot up? pocket. Yeah. Um, isn't that, doesn't he say something like that in one of those things? I'll get you a chimpanzee if I thought it would help. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he goes to the morgue, finds a paper that says, follow me down the rabbit hole. And then uh, that takes him to the Willow Wood, the Willow Wood home for children. Basically, it is a home for children uh, who need to be hospitalized because they have mental illnesses, neuro- neurological disorders, and stuff like that. So it's almost like a children's insane asylum. Can it get darker than a children's? <laughs> I don't know, but if asylum? it's a Batman comic, we'll find out eventually. <laughs> My God, I'm like, okay. And then they, there's like a, there's like a. Did you see that like artwork? Where it's almost like there's kid, the kid haunting it. Yeah, uh, like it's supposed to be them playing and stuff, doing things. Yeah, that inside, was crazy. Yeah, inside that was crazy. the I thing. Like how they did that. Um, and he he goes into like almost a backstory about you know, well, you know the abuse, the children have been abused there. Uh, you know they didn't feed them, they didn't change them, all this kind of stuff, and turns out that all these clues led this man. What all the clues he seems to have seen have led him to this Willowwood orphanage, um, and he says, "I'm here," because he expects the other person that he's looking for to be here, and he is. And uh, Lincoln March comes out of nowhere. Dun dun dun! Did you know he wasn't dead? 
Um, Do you have a little feeling? I had a sneaky suspicion when um, he went to the morgue, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt because the owls are shifty characters. And I just seen Lincoln March die yeah. not too long ago. And we also saw a talent attack Lincoln March yep. in the first volume, so yep. it's almost like, wh- what's going on here? Um, and he, the entire time in this interaction, he's caught Batman in a net. But the whole time, he's like uh, instigating to Batman. You know who I am. You figured this is the only reason why you're here is because you know who I am. You figured it out. Tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. I'm not Lincoln March. Tell me who I am. And so Batman's like, well, you're a traitor. You're a thief. You remember the Court of Owls, but you betrayed them. You know, uh, you faked your own death and all this other kind of stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. That You kind of got like half right. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's like, I, you know, I did. I worked for the Owls. The Owls came to me and all this other kind of stuff. And I do work for them. And, uh, you know, I do have in me the serum that makes you stronger, that makes you faster, that makes you a little bit harder to kill. But that's not how why you came here. How did you come here? Why did you come here? What's your theory? He's like, I think you were. I used, you used to be here. And he's like, well, that's good. That's good. Keep telling me. He's <laughs> basically like, just yeah, man, uh, tell me how you figured that out. And he's like, well, you know, criminals leave clues behind. And um, he had told Batman this story about how his mother had died in a mm-hmm. car crash and that um, she left behind this heart-shaped pin. Um, and Bruce figures out that he looked at the painting of his mother and his father, and his mother has a heart-shaped pin. And that he had heard some stories that his mother was pregnant with a child, and that child uh, died because of a car crash. Um, and so the brother never got to live. But Lincoln says... Oh, no, I didn't die. I was brain damaged. And I was uh, brain damaged so severely that mom and pop basically brought me to Willow, Willowwood right. and um, hid me there. And they never wanted to come get me. I guess I was always the, uh, you know, and he's like, but he's still like, connect the dots. Yeah, Bruce, connect and that's the dots. crazy. And it's funny because I see it more now when um when he's in the in the mansion with Alfred looking at the painting. And he's talking about yeah, yeah, his and he's family talking about it. and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and he goes, he's literally tr- pulling the story out of him. Mm-hmm. He's pulling the story yep. out of Batman because Batman has deduced all of it. And he says, you know, um, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? And basically, Batman is not biting. He goes like, right, you're right. sick. You're nothing. <laughs> you're. Well, he goes, I do like, I do like the the play on the the word play on on the owls when he's asking Bruce who oh who, uh, who, you know I didn't who. even put that together and yes that's so exactly, that was who, that's that's pretty who. damn good I didn't yeah that's exactly what it is and every time he says who is in bold mm-hmm. and as he's interrogating slash uh, just throwing salt in the wound into Batman and asking him who am I who am I he's putting on the talent outfit yeah, he's like here. armoring up <laughs> and having a conversation with him and it turns he goes I'm I'm your brother I'm your brother Thomas Wayne Jr. And he was like, uh, he's like, I don't have a brother. And he's like, well, that's exactly, you know, like, this is exactly what happened. Remember, you know, your mother was pregnant. Um, she got into a car crash. The child was brain damaged. Uh, they thought he was unfixable. So they left me here. And after the Waynes died, I kind of just rotted here until the court found me, fixed me, uh, created me as Lincoln March so they could have somebody at the forefront of their shadowy operation. Because Lincoln March, I think, was running for mayor. Yeah, yeah. And so they wanted somebody up front for all that kind of stuff. Um, but eventually, they did send a talent for him, too. And so he was like, okay, screw that. I'm going to go after the court. Uh, he, I guess he felt betrayed and stuff. But 
this entire time that Batman is, like I said, he has been like teasing Batman. He has been armoring up because he's ready to fight. Yeah, he wants to, to fight Batman. Batman. This is something he wants to do. Uh, he's arming himself up. He's like, let's do it. Let's go at it, brother to brother, Wayne to Wayne, bat against owl, uh, and they start fighting. Do you think? Do you believe Lincoln March? Um, it's hard because um, what I said earlier about things making sense, it's like yeah, kind of can't ignore the fact. But um, more than anything, when I first read this by myself, um, besides looking at the facts, I was looking at Lincoln March. Kind of looks, yeah, kinda looks like Bruce Wayne a little bit, just a little yeah. bit. And it's funny because um, without even going into the story deeper into the story, in the first, in the first um, volume when you when they meet in old in old Wayne Tower, yeah. I kind of got kind of got that little vibe. Like a relative, I was like, what the like, hell? A, like a relative like, vibe. Well, not really relative vibe. Just more like kind of look alike. But I thought nothing of it at the time. You know, I was just right. like, whatever. Um, um, Two strong yeah. jawed individuals, <laughs> businessmen, uh, doing what they got to do. No, I I get that. I get that completely. Um, I I didn't want to believe it because. That's kind of a comic book thing too, right? right? Like, and your evil brother, and it's always like, and the person you thought was dead is not really dead. And but he's it's in cool the, mask. the way they did it because you didn't freaking even see it coming. Even with the 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 what the um the what shoot, knife the knife in Lincoln March's chest. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, after that, uh, that's it. The, uh, yeah, he's Lincoln like, oh, March, he's dead. So he's you gone. take that out, and he's like, okay, what's next with Batman? What's he got? Who's he? Got? Yeah, I hope he just finds the talents. I hope he finds the talents. And now you have this rogue talent in Thomas Wayne Jr., aka Lincoln well, March. Well, now the only talent. Oh yeah, because he went through he and kind of killed everybody. Yeah, he went through. Uh, yeah, and did all that. Some news to drop, or not, I guess not news, but a little bit of insight to drop here um, on the Major Issues podcast. So, I did a little research. Turns out, this is not the first uh, appearance of Thomas Wayne Jr. <gasps> yes, it turns out that a very, very long time ago, I want to say in the 60s or 70s. I'm going to hold my seat. Yeah, they created a character called Thomas Wayne Jr. <laughs> you want to know Thomas Wayne Jr.'s origin? Thomas Wayne Jr.'s origin is that he was the older brother, or supposed to be the older brother of Bruce Wayne, whose brain was damaged from a car crash. Wow. (laughs) Hold up. So so you think they just brought that back out? That's all he did, B. Wow. It's not even a man. I mean, mean, given, 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 given. In the comic, in in this, they show you clearly that Bruce is still older, though. Yeah. But screw that. Yeah. Um, That... Yeah, so just now, you know. So I had to. I'm a fan do, of stuff like that. I had to do a double take because awesome. I'm like, okay, so right. that so yeah, he he uh, his brain is damaged from the car crash. So the Waynes hide him in Willowwood Orphanage, the same exact right. orphanage that's written in this book. Um, and they were supposedly gonna tell Bruce, that's but then they got killed. That's kind. They they up. They were gonna tell him after they walked through. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, in, now in this, this makes more sense that they were yeah. waiting till Bruce got up to a certain age or something, you know, right, because right. this would have been the older, the That's older crazy. son. But, but um. I'm gonna hand clap it up just to, for continuity alone, <laughs> and that's and that's just what, for digging me, that up and bringing that back to the forefront for us to give us the story is freaking amazing. That's to me that's I what makes comics. Yeah, that's, that's what turns comics from everything awesome. else. The same way we watch wow. something, people watch something like a um a Infinity War, and there's a joke from Avengers one or right. Iron Man one, and you go, oh, they called it back. No, we're going decades. Yeah. You understand? Like, that's crazy. That's history. awesome. That's there awesome. is a history here. That's my first thing like that for comic books. So um. 
That's gonna stick with me for for a minute. For a while, you yeah, remember how yeah. they brought oh, back Thomas Jane, Thomas Wayne Jr. Um, in the in the original incarnation, he had became the boomerang killer. I don't remember if he's killing people with boomerangs or it's just the idea that it's something that they sent away and it came back. You know, mm, like okay. Uh, and then um, Bruce had figured out uh that it was his brother, and then he like takes a bullet for Bruce and dies. Oh. Um, so they just did their own version here. They made him a talent. And it's still it's it's a question. If you look at any like the Wikipedia's about like that, right? If you look at Lincoln March and like his family and stuff like that, it says like probably. Oh wow! <laughs> it says like Thomas Wayne probably his mother, Martha Wayne probably his father. Uh, his uh, you know the other way around. Um, so I thought that was pretty that was pretty cool. But we get like the third act of this, which is basically one on one. Brother against brother, Lincoln March against. Uh, You're a lunatic in a bat suit. I mean, in an owl suit, in yeah. a bird suit. It doesn't matter. We're both in bird suits and we're crazy. Yeah, and they're all just talk. They are talking <laughs> trash to each yeah, other. Hell yeah. Um, and Lincoln's all souped up. Yeah, he's on. But, he's on. But Lincoln is taking it to Bruce. And he's on whatever the Electrum or whatever serums that they were giving Serum. everybody. So he's all like jacked up on Mountain Dew, and he's beating him up and he's telling like the story of Cain and Abel. He's like, this is what happens. Cain and Abel, you know, uh, Romulus and Remus, which is the story of, of how Russia was formed, I believe. Um, he's like, the sons of Gotham were meant to share this city, but then it was you. Gotta get greedy. Had to have your whole family. Yada, yada, yada. Um, I like how Bruce, he knocks Bruce off a building and Bruce goes like, uh, all right, Lincoln, you want to be my fallen brother so bad? Start falling. And he drags him <laughs> down. The, he, he takes like a, the what do they call that? The bad grappling hook, and drags him down. But homeboy has a jetpack because of course, right? Float in the of air. course, the owls have a jetpack. Owl, and he drags Bruce Wayne with, uh, by his grappling hook around the city, smashes him into a building. Uh, talking the most trash. He's like, "Don't you see? Like this is the mirror that you you were looking at that where actual atrocities are happening. And you have no idea, and they're happening right behind your back." Um, and he kind of gives his own origin, right? He says, like, pretend like pretend to live like I did, you know? Uh, fool yourself. You're a child. You're growing, but you're broken. Something's wrong with you. You can't move. You can't talk. You can see. You know, everyone thinks you're in sleep, uh, and they're waiting for you to die, but, but you're alive. You're alive in there, and you don't even know who you are, but you're someone. You feel it. And the talents made him somebody, you know? If... The Talons and Lincoln would have gotten what they wanted. Lincoln would have been mayor. He would have been right there with Bruce. He would have been had as much of a hand in Gotham as he wanted to. And you can see how desperate he is to have that same importance that Bruce Wayne slash Batman has. And it's it's crazy. Uh, and he he's just out of control. And he's just going through the story. And I think the saddest part is when he's like, you wait every day until... Like the brother that you know you have comes back and he never does. Which, if it's true, is sad. And if it's not true, it's just crazy, <laughs> right? Yeah. The fact that you think that somebody, this family that you don't have, is going to come and pick you up and save the day, um, it doesn't happen. He smashes him through a, a church bell, mm -hmm. slams him into the bell. <laughs> and then they start talking and they, gain, they, uh, they go back into the air and they buy a plane and all of a sudden I start thinking of The Incredibles, right? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's like no capes. You can't have a cape near the uh, 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 plane engine because you're just going to get sucked into there and die. And he basically puts Batman on the plane engine like he's about to send Batman into the plane engine to die, be the last brother to live. 
uh, he's like, you can let go. Your brother is watching over you as he always has. And um, talking more smack, talking more smack, talking more smack. And uh, Batman's like, well, you should have taken your own advice and watch your back. And put like a bomb on his back. Ejects the bomb. The bomb, the force of the bomb sends the Talon into the engine. Mm-hmm. And my God. Shreds. Regenerate from that. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, yes. So, and then Batman just falls. Falls from, uh, what, thousand feet in the air? And as he's falling, he's like, uh, look at the city. Yeah. <laughs> Batman's Batman. <laughs> he's monologuing as he's falling to his death. He's like, uh, look, to, look at the city. She reminds me. She saves me. She loves me. And uh, he's able to uh, come into the old Wayne Tower, right? He crashes through to the old Wayne Tower. Uh, no cape. And he's like, oh, I finally landed. And then Lincoln March picks him up. <laughs> and Lincoln March is like, well. I thought that was it. I was like, oh, man. But then when I seen Lincoln March grab his chest to pull him back up, I was like, like here oh, we go now? again. And uh, Lincoln March is like, no, you know what? Screw this. I don't even want to just kill you. I'll kill me, too. I'm about to ten- send this whole Wayne Tower crashing down. And it will crash down poetically on us, the Waynes. And that's just what's going to be. That's what it's we're destined to be. We're destined to be forgotten. Destined to be um, just left here in the rubble. I, I'm Gotham's history. And then Bruce pokes his eyes out. Just shoves his thumbs deep into the eye sockets of Lincoln March and runs away from explosions. We've seen this Batman get out of some damn explosions. And here he does again, I think, like out of like a, a compartment chute. Uh, he goes and he's able to jump out of the building at the very last minute and the entire Wayne Tower falls killing seemingly right i guess killing lincoln march uh and ending this battle with the talons and just like the first volume this volume kind of sort of there's another story but this volume kind of sort of ends with bruce sitting nursing his wounds again looking at gotham and explaining you know what he how he feels about everything and it turns out that the court of owls is extremely good at cleaning up their messes there is no trace of them there was no casualties in the in the fall of the wayne tower um all the all the traces of money buildings all that stuff is gone but bruce wayne is still 100 percent set on finding them he still believes that they're here in this city and he was gonna find them all uh and dick i think it's hilarious because dick is like um he goes i'm glad to see you dick and dick goes well you shouldn't be i've been planning on getting you back for that punch as soon as you were well mm. <laughs> and he dick cracks forget yeah, yeah and he cracks his knuckles he's like uh you know don't worry about that um and they talk and he goes, do you really believe that this Lincoln March guy is your brother? And he's like, well, you know, there's a possibility that he could be, he might be, you know, my mother did. She was pregnant and she did get into a car crash and she did give birth to a child who did have mental instabilities and his records were removed from the, the hospital. There's a lot of ifs and it could point to there, but we don't, we don't know. Um, and... He talks about falsified records. He talks about, you know, all the things that could have been changed. The the fact that it could be Lincoln, it couldn't be Lincoln. And the fact that at the end of the day, he just doesn't know. And Dick is like, are you okay with that? And he's like, I'm not. But uh, in this city, I guess I have to be. And he's like, um, and he goes, well, that's very big. He goes, until I find evidence. <laughs> <laughs> we're back. We're back to uh, it being Bruce Wayne. Um. 
And then they have a nice little moment because he says, you know, Dick, I know it must have been hard finding out that you were meant to be a talent, to be one of the owls. Uh, I know it might seem like I saved you from that destiny, but uh, you could have never been one of them. Never. They might have seen something in you back then, but so did I. And the truth is, I didn't save you from some dark fate those years ago. You saved me from one. And you're still saving me every day. Bruce Wayne. Uh, how do you feel about that that Bruce interaction and, and him? I mean, Bruce kind of like never really me. does open up to anybody in the Bat family like that. Right. From from the beginning. Um, Is it fair to say without these comics, you would have never seen him open up to a member of the Bat family? Yes. Okay. I think it is. Because you don't even get that in the movies. No. You he know? barely has a family. Yeah, he barely movies. has a family in the movies. Yeah. You know, so um, seeing that is a cool dynamic. I feel like you get the whole package of Batman. Yeah, because in the first volume, it was Dick saying, like, thank you. Wow, mm-hmm. you, you saved me. I could have been a talent. And in this one, he's like, nah, bro, you saved me. <laughs> and um, that there, there's that beautiful moment, beautiful writing, that beautiful moment, that beautiful, nice, heartwarming moment. And then just almost like in Marvel movies, right, the next thing that comes out is, damn it, Bruce, now I can't hit you. I just, <laughs> I just have to do it uh, some other time. Uh, it's fine, though. I'll just sneak up and surprise you. And then Bruce goes, you'll try. <laughs> and we're back. You know, it's like, ah, oh, we're back. And um, he goes, you know, now what? You know, you're going to, what are you going to do with, with everything? With what you know about Gotham? With now the Wayne Tower's gone? He's like, oh, don't worry about the Wayne Tower. I'm going to build it bigger and better. Um, He's like, I used to think of the city as mine. But it's not. I was wrong. The city isn't Batman. It doesn't belong to the owls. Gotham is all of us. And uh, Dick's like, eh, it's a little it's bit a bad. Little bit Batman. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit Batman, bro. You can say it's a little bit Batman, but um, you 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 have this thing where he the last lines are in the end. I have to say, I'm grateful to the Court of Owls for the lesson. But even so, if they reemerge, when they reemerge, I'll I'll be watching always. And so it gives me this question. Has Batman won? Do you think that Batman uh, has won this battle against Gotham, against the Owls? Um, just from what you've read or, you know, would you like him to win? Do you think he's... Because I, I, I really think he's gained a level of confidence that he didn't have right. when he first fought them. I mean, he, he essentially beat the Illuminati. Right? Kind of sort of, yeah. Right, so... um. Screw it, take the W, Batman. <laughs> take the W. I'm with um, it. He went. He Lincoln. Lincoln March is dead. Right. Um, everybody in in the court of owls is presumably dead. Um, right. Everybody at the table is dead. So uh-huh. I'm gonna stick with the everybody. Like I'll be I'm the only take, thing people fear from I'm now on. I'm gonna take the W. I'm He's like Dick. I'm gonna give you this nursery rhyme. Go ahead and tell these little kids the court of bats. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got and. Did we find out what we... No, I would like to know what he did with the with the talons that were... Oh, we cave. did find out. They're in a stasis. In yeah, the, yeah. In the but, Wayne but after... Oh, but what oh yeah. He's keep like, him like, around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's just chilling. He, he, dresses, he dresses them up uh, later. Because think about it. If it gets warm... It, it get warm in the cave and they're waking up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's true. I think he has them in a Wayne Corp building in the cryo sector or whatever. And we'll get to cryos in a bit. But... Uh, the next story is called The Fall of the House of Wayne, and we'll get through this one pretty quickly because all it is is a flashback to uh, Alfred's father, Jarvis Pennyworth, um, because 
the story that Lincoln March told is a story of the Waynes being pregnant with a child and getting into a car crash. Turns out that that car crash was orchestrated by the Court of Owls, um, who were trying to kill Martha Wayne for opening up a new skill, a school build, yeah, uh, building that she, she was, was supposed ba- to. Basically not backing down at all. Yeah, she, she was supposed to. It. They called them, tried to scare them, all that kind of stuff. They, uh, yeah, the they Waynes, even told Alfred to drive her at such and such place and... Alfred didn't drive them, so it was like... They I called, think this is the they best... They called one. Alfred. It was like, Alfred Pennyworth. <laughs> I mean, Jarvis Pennyworth. I think this is one of the um, also cool bits of symmetry where you have the history of the court versus the history of the Waynes, where mm-hmm. the Waynes have always, have you seen in this issue, been up front. We're here to save the city. We're here to do better. And the court has always been in the back mm-hmm. going, not if we don't want to. And that and this is a this is... A status quo that was established before Batman joined. So it's nothing personal, bro. Like nothing right, personal right, to your right, bat right, right. thing. But we've been doing this a long, yeah, long time. I was in Gotham have been here way before Batman. Yeah, and the so, so um Alfred tries his best to not be afraid not Alfred, sorry, Jarvis, his father, tries his best to not be afraid of the the Court of Owls and their threats to the Wayne family. And even goes so far as to disregard the instructions they give him. They're like, listen, this is what you're going to do. You're going to drive down this road at this time and just that's what's going to happen. And instead, he drives down another road, but they still managed yeah, to still attack managed the car. to attack the car. Yeah, that was crazy. Get into a car crash. And when he looks up, there's a talent there talent. because they're, they're always going to be there. Um, And I think the coolest part of the story is that Alfred basically warns I'm sorry, Jarvis basically warns Alfred, like, don't come to Gotham. There's nothing good in Gotham. Um, and he sounds crazy the same way that uh, Alan Wayne sounded crazy. These older people sound crazy. Like, what do you mean Court of Owls? There's no such thing as the Court of Owls. Uh, and, you know, all the scare tactics showing up, uh, throwing the bombs. They they even put um, Jarvis in his own car wreck. First they get Jarvis yeah, in a car wreck yeah, to scare yeah, him. Yeah. Then they do the complete car wreck with um, Martha, which it which would lead to the origin of Thomas because the car wreck is what gave him the brain damage and yeah, the yeah, reason yeah. why that he is supposedly left at the Widow Ward orphanage. Yeah, um, but he tells him, like, you need to not ever come to Gotham ever, 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 ever. But... Jarvis Pennyworth. Jarvis Pennyworth, right? But Alfred and and uh, Bruce do what they do every morning. They go to the graves of the Waynes and are having a, a full-on conversation. But the idea is that they're not going to question what's what happened. Too much of the of the lore, you know, has been around. And they, they just... The court was a tale, a myth, right? That they had no facts on, but were real. Now Batman's starting to not trust facts <laughs> because those things led him to where he was at. And now we're at that level but where he's, he's like... a detective. He relies on facts. Which is that whole issue of the detective versus the assassin. The assassin's job is to leave as little facts, as little clues, as little trace as possible. But Bruce Wayne seems to have uh, solved this mystery. Well, for now. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We're getting into the la- we're getting to the uh, second to last story, really, really quick. Ghost in the Machine, which uh, shows is a little bit of a backstory to Harper Row, who becomes uh, Bluebird. Bluebird is the newest member of the Bat Family uh, in the New Fifty Two, 
she comes out in Batman number 28. And uh, basically, this story follows an emancipated teenager named Harper Rowe uh, and her brother, Cullen. Uh, turns out, mom's dead. Dad is a deadbeat alcoholic, so they live on their own. Mm-hmm. Cullen is gay. Uh, I say that because it has to do with the story. It's not like right. a big, it's not like a big deal. But um, it starts off with Colin getting Harper ready to go to a Bruce gala. She thinks the only reason she's been invited is because she lives in the Narrows. They live in the worst neighborhood in Gotham, and she's like, "Oh, Bruce is just inviting me because I'm the poor girl, you know, the right, right. that I'm he's going to <laughs> Yeah, that he's going to help. Um, and so she goes anyway and tries to steal a bunch of desserts and stuff. And Alfred. Um, Alfred was pretty cool with her. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, Alfred was pretty much like, oh, you know, you have to try the, the brownies. And then she tried to, like, diss him. And he's like, oh, no, I just like to I like to cook sometimes. Um, she has a, a, a little bit of fun at the gala, but chooses to go home. When she goes home, she finds that her brother has been beaten up to a pulp. Uh, they have cut his hair, massacred his hair. Yeah. And they have uh, wrote a homophobic slur in the back of his head. Very sad. It's a very uh, sad series of panels as you see him crying and, you know, he's like, you know, they just they just beat me up and, uh, you know, they didn't they 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 weren't going to kill me. He says, oh, he said they were going to kill me, but they just wanted to hear me scream. They just they just they just beat on me. And so she goes, give me the clippers. And he's like, if you cut my hair nice, they'll just mess it up again. So she, she goes, oh, hers, yeah. that, that wasn't what I was going to do. And she cuts her hair, too, and even cuts the homophobic slur. Into, into the back, her, back of into her the head, back yeah. of the head, and they go to school like that. This is this haircut though. This like little blue with the purple yeah. ends up being her look for the for the future, like from right. here on out. Obviously not with the slur in the back right, of the right, head. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, she does that. You find out that um, you know, she gives a story about her her family and and her background in the technology. Um, she knows that there's an electrical grid underneath Gotham City, and that it's hundreds of years old. Uh, and so she likes to mess around with all that kind of stuff. Um, one time in the alley with her brother, the homophobes show back up and they go to beat him, beat him senseless. And Harper has a little taser, is able to defend her brother for a little bit of time. But before that uh, happens, they pull out a knife and it starts getting kind of dark because <laughs> you're like, yeah. these kids are surrounded uh, by homophobes and there's a knife involved. And, uh, What's going to happen? And all of a sudden, out of a puff of smoke, you know, Batman shows up, defends the kids, gives her like a dirty look, and then and then, and then disappears. So now we got two Bat fanatics, right? Our Harper Rowe and her brother uh, Cullen Rowe are now Batman fanatics. They've just been saved by Batman. And she is now obsessed. So she starts looking at security camera footage of Batman to see if she can figure out uh, just where, you know, like, where he disappeared to. But there's seconds missing on the camera footage. So she's like, oh, well, the only way he can get access to the camera footage is if he has access to the electrical grid. So she goes down to the sewers to try to check on the electrical grid. And she sees that Batman has bat boxes <laughs> attached to the electrical grid so he can tap in at any time and notices that one of them one day goes off. So he goes, she goes downstairs to fix it or goes down into the sewers to fix it and Batman's beating up a gang member called uh, Tiger Shark on a boat and uh, it's basically like where's the talons he's looking for more talons just in case of anything and um, gets attacked by a full grown tiger because that's what happens 
Batman versus the Tiger. And unbeknownst to Batman, Harper Rowe is down there, so she helps him out. Yeah, she helps him out. She's able to uh, let go some water that is able to incapacitate or or change the flow of where the boat goes. Um, And boom. Batman's able to tell that somebody helped him, though. And he's not. He ain't stupid. He ain't cool about it. Harper Rowe is ecstatic. Happy. No help because I'm Batman. Harper Rowe is happy as heck. Loving it. Loving it. I helped Batman. That was me. Uh. I did it. Matter of fact, I'm about to go back down there and do it again. <laughs> and Batman shows up, and Batman's like, she's like, I'm just going to help you. And he goes, whatever you think you're doing, you're finished. Nah. This isn't up for debate. You're finished. You're finished. Nah. Harper. And basically, the comic ends with Harper Row going, nah, B. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the Batman Eternal, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, another book in the New 52 line, Deals more with Harper Road, um, Nightwing, like the family, mm. all together. So if you ever get an itch for Harper Road, she is in there. But now it's time to talk about probably the most problematic bit of storytelling in this mm. so far. Something that, you know, I'm new to Reddit. And I actually went to Reddit for some opinions on this. And I went to Facebook for some opinions on this. Because I didn't read this when it came out. So I was very curious as to how people felt about the New 52 retcon of Mr. Freeze's origin story. Now, uh, I have a little bit of a, like, background, like a timeline kind of deal with this. So, if you would allow me to. I have a very interesting story to tell as far as Mr. Freeze is concerned. So, (laughs) Batman was created in 1939, right? Mm -hmm. 1940, the very next year, Robin comes out. So by 1940, you got Batman and Robin, right? Uh, in 1959, this psychiatrist comes out with a book. This guy's called Frederick Wetham. Wetham writes a book. It's called Seduction of the Innocent. It says that comics are linked to violence, homosexuality, drug use, and other reckless behavior. Well, you know, it's ill storytelling, so you, you, you relax, guy. But I mean, that was back in the day. And it was day. also back in the that day. back in the day. Yeah. So... He also pointed out Batman and Robin specifically by saying that Batman and Robin is literally just like a, a allegory for for a gay relationship. Oh, oh, I, okay. That's not the first time I actually heard that. I've, right. I've, I've seen people poke fun at that. At kind the of early, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'm starting to get it a little bit more. So close to 20 years after they become a team, they're questioned now. Right. This book. Everyone buys into it. Everyone. He, like, spoke to the courts and stuff. Like, this was a big, big deal. Um, this actually creates the Comics Code Authority, which is the basically the rating system almost uh, right, to comics. make sure that there's no, like, um, like OD uh, or gore or, or drug use or any of that kind of stuff. So, five years after that book comes out, Mr. Zero debuts. Mm-hmm. Mr. Zero was just a guy with a freeze gun. And he was extremely, extremely corny. Wow. He was made the same year as Kite Man oh. and Calendar Man oh. and Zebra Man. Oh, man. And Rainbow Beast. Oh, this must have been a bad year. But it was just, <laughs> it was it was not necessarily a bad year, but they have now they have a conscious effort of making everything more campy mm. and more jokey because the book came out saying that everything was too dark and too right. thing. So they're trying to lighten. <laughs> you, can't, you can't kill drug dealers or arrest drug dealers if you can't reference drugs right in your book so now you have to have people who steal kites and people who uh have freeze guns mm-hmm. right 
So Mr. Zero debuts in 1959. I am Mr. Zero, right? Uh, the, the, I mean, the Batman television show that comes out uh, changes the name to Mr. Freeze. So the comics changed the name to Mr. Freeze in 1968. So now we got Mr. Freeze. Same thing, though, cold gun. That's it, right? right. Guy got a cold gun, uh, and he uses it to solve crimes. Don't freeze. Mr. Freeze doesn't get a, a origin until 1992. Wow. Is that surprising? Wow, that is. At least I'm here for knowledge is, today. That is surprising. I'm hey. glad I'm glad I was I was still, I was I existed at the time. <laughs> exactly. That's so kind of cool. I didn't know that. He gets his origin in uh, 1992. Damn, that's still kind of fresh. Not and for no you way. know what the big deal about it is? Not in the comic book. Mr. Freeze's origin story comes from Batman the Animated Series. Wow. Hold the phone. One of the writers on Batman Hold the Animated the Series. Phone. The creator of Harley Quinn, wow. Paul Dini. That is ill. Wrote Heart of Ice. That is fire because I've seen that. It's a very and, it's, it's a very touching and not episode. knowing and not knowing um that that was that. Is bananas because I always thought he, he was, damn man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, major issues, baby. That's what we're here for. So, Heart of Ice comes I got out. My right? Mind blown like two, three times <laughs> on this episode. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> it's 1992, right? Uh huh. Heart of Ice comes out. Uh, you know, Batman the anime series is just tearing up everything. Yeah, yeah, though, right? yeah, yeah. Because if you play it now, it's still tear up. Yeah, it's tearing up everything. Um, and like I said, he created uh Harley Quinn. Does that whole backstory, the whole relationship? He wrote Harley Quinn's origin story. The New Fifty Two kind of did what they wanted to do with it, with the whole falling in the acid stuff. Mm-hmm. But what we saw in the animated series was her origin, which was she was a psychiatrist, psychiatrist. all that kind of stuff. So Heart of Ice comes out in nineteen ninety two, and the story is that um, Mr. Freeze is a, a beautiful, you know, a brilliant scientist, mm-hmm. and he meets a beautiful woman in college named Nora. Uh, they get married. And um, she succumbs to a very, very uh, uh, dangerous disease. In the movie, it's McGregor syndrome, uh, which is funny because Iris's mom gets McGregor syndrome in The Flash. So uh, it's McGregor syndrome. And so he freezes her in the hopes that thaw her out when he finds a cure for her disease. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody comes down, one of the big bosses comes down to be like, I'm, I'm cutting the funding to all of this. And in the scuffle, because he's like, no, don't, that's my wife. Uh you know, some canisters get busted open. He gets exposed to them, and then he can no longer survive at normal temperatures. He needs to keep his body cold at all times, or else he'll die. And he still has the whole thing of I need to. His journey is always Nora. I need to. Yes, I need to uh, find the technology or the cure for my wife, and then unfreeze her. Every crime that he has committed from 1992 forward has been with that motivation. Mm-hmm. He doesn't just rob banks. If he's robbing banks, it's to get diamonds. It's yep. to get diamonds for his machine. For his money. To, to keep yeah. his suit alive. So to keep him alive. He can keep going so that he to can bring go. back and my Nora. Exactly. Now, here comes some, here comes some other cool numbers for you. Mm-hmm. So, 1992, that episode comes out, right? Blows the, the, the everyone away, blows uh, Batman's fans away, and it gives us now a depth to Mr. Freeze. But it's animated. Right. So, 1997, they're like, hey, Mr. Uh, a. Paul Dini, we really, really dig that. Then you can write that for us? So, Paul Dini writes the comic book, Mr. Freeze, and writes... In now a comic book origin, origin, the same comic book origin from Heart of Ice is now now 
the comic book origin going forward. Now everything's connected. We're all good. Harley Quinn's in the comics from the animated series. Mm -hmm. Now this origin is from the animated series. So he writes that origin in 1997. Mm -hmm. Something was in the water in 1997, though. Because in 1997, we also get Batman and Robin. Who's the villain in that? (laughs) Mr. Freeze. Mr. Arnold. (laughs) With the origin written by Paul Dini. So... It's they, amazing how you get older and all this crap hits you and it's just like, oh. They were I'm, I, look, I'm I'm slowing down right here. I'm <laughs> soaking everything in. Like, holy crap. So they were Damn. they were in the bag yeah, for Freeze. Yeah, right, right, right. They were in the bag for Freeze. They were Damn. in the bag for Freeze. Batman Sub-Zero, the animated movie from Mr. Freeze, comes out the very next year, 1998. Mm-hmm. So, boom, an origin story comes out uh, from Mr. Freeze in 1992. And no one checks it, like no one like challenges it. Mm-hmm. There's no beef, no problems. Nora's his wife. You know, he he's a sympathetic villain because he's only doing the things he's doing for his to wife, stay alive to for bring himself her back. and to bring his wife back. That's it. Then Scott Snyder showed up. <laughs> and he writes in Batman Annual, uh, number mm-hmm. one, uh, in 2012. So literally, what's that? 20 years. 20 years to the year that uh, Paul Dini wrote the first origin story right. for Mr. Freeze. Um, Scott Snyder writes his version. And instead of going through the story in here, uh, I'm just, we, I just want to talk about the origin. Okay. Yeah, so uh, real quick in the story, it's just Mr. Freeze is trying to get revenge on the Court of Owls because they used his uh, serum, serum to bring back the talents. The, the talents. Like that. So, Batman, so he doesn't have it. Yeah, so Batman and the Robins are uh, going after Mr. Freeze. He's able to almost take out the Robins, and then Batman shows up with a, like a heated... Um, knuckle. A heated, yeah, heated brass knuckle. brass knucks. And takes it to Freeze. Uh, meanwhile, while that's going forward in time, we're actually also going backwards in time and getting an origin. The origin, yeah. Turns out in the new origin, um, Mr. Freeze is still the crazy kid that likes to freeze animals' body parts mm-hmm, to see mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. works and what doesn't. But um, his mother, one day, when they're going to go make a snowman, falls through the ice. (laughs) His mother falls through the ice. And um, she survives the fall because the ice was so cold, it preserved her body. Mm -hmm. Um, But from then going forward, she was in a constant state of pain. So, uh, as a mercy killing, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, young Victor Freeze brings his mother out in a wheelchair to the same place normally that she fell through the ice mm-hmm. and then pushes her through the ice kind of and just allows her to die. He's just mesmerized by the idea that somebody's body could be frozen and then unfrozen, unfrozen and, and be back, back to, to life, life and stuff. Um, so we jump a little bit to the middle because we find out that he has his Nora, she's frozen, mm-hmm. and um, you know she's he's working for Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne's all about this whole you know this technology and stuff like that. But he thinks that Victor's getting a little bit too crazy with it, spending too much time with it, and um, in an argument with Victor, Victor throws a chair, mm-hmm. chair hits uh, a canister, same thing, canister hits uh, Victor freeze, and then his body can't work without the suit and all that. So that stays the same, but we find out through. Uh, dialogue with Batman when they're fighting, Batman's like, bro, that's not even your wife. Right. Why are you going so crazy over this woman? He's like, don't talk about my Nora like that. I love her. And he's like, no, listen, the Nora you're talking about, 
she was a young girl that was born in like the 30s. Yeah, I, I found that crazy. I was like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, she was like, that woman is old enough to be your grandmother. She got sick with a disease and they froze her in an experimental mm-hmm. way like the, like early in the days when we didn't know what the heck anything was. Supposedly she was the first one to be yes. cryogenically And because she was the first one, she was the one that Victor wrote his entire, you know, um, yep. uh, his paper about in college. And so he became obsessed with her and obsessed with bringing her back to life and um, has... Almost now, because of his written because of his own experience with ice, with his, you know, and his mother, and his mom. Um, he knows it can be done, and he wants to find the cure and, and bring this woman back. But he has now recontextualized that story to be that no, this is his almost his soulmate mm. because of his love for ice and his love for for uh, what it does to life. This woman is his is his Nora is his woman is his wife. But now we know. Because of this book, I mean, it's yeah. not. So, how do you feel about that? I'm, I thought it was. I thought it was interesting. Um, I'm not gonna say it was good. I'm not gonna say it was bad. <laughs> um, coming up, um, I was super. Du- um, Mr. Freeze was super duper over on me. Yeah. Um, I didn't know when I was watching that he was still very, very fresh and new. I yeah. found that out today on the right, podcast. Right. You know, so um. And then, and then going into Batman Forever with um, Arnold, yeah, he's still basically fresh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And to still find that out is bananas. Um, um, the Nora story is a is a big thing because it's a thing that gives him a whole is his sympathy and and also it's basically his whole battery, his whole motivation. You know, yeah, if you take that out, then and he, all right, so you you take that out and he finds that out, then what? Yeah. Right, what is his motivations going forward? Um, so I'm I'm of two sides of it. I didn't mind it. To tell you the truth, I, would, yeah, I didn't really I think didn't about really it. I did it. the most research on it today to for this podcast. Um, and if you look at if you trace the the breadcrumbs, right, mm-hmm. Mr. Freeze doesn't really have a story like yeah. a, a a um killing joke, right. Mm-hmm. Or uh, you know, Tower of Babel, or any of those stories that define a specific villain. Two Face has stories. You've seen that All Star Batman. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, there really is no Mister Freeze story, and that's because the only thing people have been obsessed about since he, since they made it, was his origin. Mm-hmm. Since 1992, only people have been able to tell only story is the Norris story. The Norris story. So because I feel that's like, the only story, being I feel told, like they boxed themselves in with that. They did. I think because that's the only story to tell. Um, you're always just gonna have Mister Freeze that's not bad, but he's also doing bad yeah, things. Bad things. So how long do you let this bad man do not bad things? Because you you feel bad for him, you have to kind of make him into a villain yeah. eventually, right? And just oh no, I have to stop him. He's just he's, he's just, just got to go off the cuff. I guess you know um, that's my that's my uh, devil's advocate. But if that's that. the if he's gonna go off the cuff, it's gotta be. For now, for this fifty, for the for the new fifty two, for the new fifty two, if that's the case, right? Him, if I'm him, and I'm thinking, Batman's telling me that's not Nora this whole time. Yeah, yeah, I'm but, freezing all of Gotham City, bro. But that's the thing. I, when I first read this, that's what I I I thought was gonna happen. I thought he was gonna flip out. But the thing is, it's implied here that he knows that. Hmm. I think I yeah yeah yeah. Batman did say something like that. Like you know, you what, know are you that, yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, your research and your paperwork. Yeah. No one else has questioned this. He's this is the story he's telling people, and I wonder if it's almost a play on the idea that 
Paul Dini just wrote the thing. It's like, you're telling everyone this origin. Mm. No one's questioned it. I did a little bit more think- digging, mm. and I found that it's not true. So almost like Scott Snyder saying, like, bro, one guy wrote an origin years ago. No one's touched it. No one's questioned right. it. No one's, had, no one's expanded upon it. Uh, and so I did. Now what? <laughs> and so I, I, I'm of two minds about it. I did some more research, and I found out that there's a woman called Lazara. Turns mm-hmm. out, Mr. Freeze, uh, it, in the continuity where it's still his wife, brings Nora to the Lazarus pit. Mm-hmm. Because of the things with the ice and the Lazarus pit, she becomes a super villain who can, wow. who can control fire called Lazara. Wow. So if this origin keeps us from Lazara, I think, <laughs> I, think sure. I might be okay with it. Sure. I think I might just be I don't okay. Oh, Lazarus sounds interesting. The opposite of freeze. I do feel like Batman has a little bit too much in the in the way of sympathetic villains. And Paul mm. Dini, you know, he wrote a lot of um, like Poison Ivy episodes where she was kind of not the villain, you right, know, where she was kind of misunderstood. Yeah. And then Harley Quinn's entire character is that she's misunderstood. Um, and then you have things like you get to um, certain stories where people are like, "Wow." You know, I really feel bad for the Joker. And it's like, but the can jo- you really come, feel yeah, bad for like, can everyone? You really, yeah. So if Mr. Freeze is just a down-out crazy villain, did we really just lose one? Did we kill the... We, we might have killed the greatest story, origin story. Because if anything, I'll just go someplace else and go feel sorry for Clayface or something like that. Hey, you know what I mean? Right, 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 right. <laughs> Um, well, what they do, too. They do that, yeah, too. Yeah, that's why... I, they, put, <laughs> they, put, they, they put Clayface on the squad. So... <laughs> It, it happens with his villain. So I wonder if that was just Scott Snyder's attempt to just turn one to the side that, you know, like he's already on. Like he's hmm. already a villain. Let's just, let's just uh, go I, with it. It's interesting way. though. I still think it's interesting. That, that it's all basically it. yeah, brand new yeah. and no one's really playing around with it. Um, Mr. Freeze is, is, and no one's still playing around with it. You know, we got some cool new designs in this comic and in um, the Origin games or the Arkham games, I'm sorry. Uh, how do you feel about his look in the comic? How do you feel about his like? Gun? I like his look in the comic because oh, his look in the comic. Um, I swear, if it had been a fishbowl on his head, I'd be pissed. <laughs> did you see like at one point he like um drinks the ice cold water? Oh, yeah, I was gonna. Like, just, on people. <laughs> I was like, oh, go ahead, just super duper ice, ice, lungs? yeah, like ice lungs or ice, ice stomach lungs. or you know. I thought that was cool. That was that was pretty. That was pretty bad. In a way, it was pretty badass because the only person that can actually do it without freezing their face off would be Mr. Freeze. Yeah. You know so it was, I mean? it was so. cool to see him uh, <laughs> see him do that. That's and funny said, that you said that because I was like, oh shit. I also thought it, I thought also thought it was cool that they said basically if you put him at room temperature, he'd boil alive. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a crazy I idea. I said that because when I when I um, read that part of the panel, I looked up. I was like, ah. Oh. I was like, even like fifty degree what? And you know what's funny in this comic, in Batman and Robin. In most iterations of this, you you don't even have to knock him down. You puncture the suit. Yeah, or take or you off do the something. helmet. Yeah, 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 or you yeah. do something with the suit and it becomes... Uh, uh. It's like, I, I remember because he's there on the floor, like, in pain. And Batman's like, he's down. <laughs> I got yeah. I got him. He's down. <laughs> like, I'm right here. Yeah, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 10 warmer and I got a hole in my suit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, ter- it's terrible. Hey, can you stop this? Um, But, yes. That concludes uh, City of Owls. Ooh. How do you feel? How are you feeling about how you feel about this discussion? How you, do you think? Uh, do you think you're gonna continue your bat journey? I you think do, you might get I into do. volume three. Um, I am. I will. Just to, I can't. I can't. Um, I gotta finish the story, man. I can't like you know, leave it un, unchecked. Yeah, yeah, unfinished. This, this was a challenge for new readers because this was a new Batman, but it's also a new cha- a challenge for the new writer and the new um, artist. You know, Greg Capullo, Scott Snyder. 
you have moments, you know, the, the entire creation of the Court of Owls, the idea that when you are become a new, when, you, when you're a comic writer or an artist and you get put on a book, a brand new book, you want to leave your mark, right? So everyone leaves their mark like in the present or in the future. They just write a new villain and that villain shows up and then Batman throws them in the Arkham Asylum and if another writer wants to reference them, they go ahead and they do it. Scott Snyder decided to pick some pick a threat that's been existed and existed before Batman. And that was crazy. And that was kind of li- that was pretty like smart. That. I like that. That was mad smart. That was pretty smart because no one no one is You know what's crazy? I think if it if it if it wouldn't have been less than better than what it is, I think people would have just considered it lazy ass writing. You're right. And I, I, I agree with you. I think that I think like I said again, whenever something is revealed, it's one of the biggest comic but books. But you can in the tell world. they um if there was something that they were gonna that something was gonna be there. It was like, all right, if we're gonna if we're gonna be lazy, then we're gonna have to put our we're gonna have to put in work to get yeah. this story across. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Um for something that's always been there to insert in the middle of Batman all willy nilly like that and to, and, and to and so. to to hint that no matter what Batman book you've read or how are reading, all, that they were there. always there. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's also a big deal. That's a huge deal. So and that so, was ill, and I'm and I'm glad that I, my my mind has been blown a couple of times. In this and so when you today. consider that they were even able to tie an old Batman story with the Thomas Wayne Jr. stuff, mm-hmm. so now if you were if you go back and read that and that car crash happens, you're like, oh, that happened because of the owls. <laughs> and so it, it's such it's such a cool idea. I I thought um they did a tremendous job on this. There's a lot of good books to start off uh, reading comics, but I think that if you have any kind of background in Batman. This is extreme, extremely easy read, uh, exciting, funny, um, uh, tense, suspenseful. I guess it's time to get get to that uh, question. Do you think that there's a, a, an image, a page that you turn to, uh, uh, a cliffhanger? Screw that. Turn this into a movie. Uh, well, it kind of is a movie. Ooh. Batman versus Robin. Hmm. It's a, it's an animated movie. No, live action. Yeah, well, no, like let's get too. the live action. And I liked it more when it was just Batman against the owls. The 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 in Batman versus Robin. If you are listening, it's an animated film that is out by DC Animation. That book is more about um the Talon telling Robin that his um instinct is okay to kill. And and you talking that, about Damien, right? Yes. Yeah. That Damien's instinct is okay to kill, and but the court is the court is there, the labyrinth is there. Yeah. They do all that. Oh, that's when they drop Damien on Bruce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that that's cool. but yeah, they can totally make this a movie. They can completely make this a movie. Um, if they have the, I mean, come on, DC. I mean, I just wanted to be a movie so that way I could get Damien in the universe. Obviously, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think he's actually the easiest Robin to get in because you already have your excuses, my son. Yeah, it's a little bit harder with the other kids. You just have are... Talia show up out of nowhere. Everybody, everybody would accept it. They know what's up. Yeah, drop her on the doorstep, especially yeah. since people know who Talia is now more exactly. than ever because of the, uh, the uh, trilogy, Nolan trilogy. Agul. Yeah, the Agul's are in the Nolan trilogy. Uh. The whole new 52 volumes of Batman are open for you. But I'm curious. Is there any villain you want to see in this, with, you know, like with this art style, with this writing um, style? I don't know. Because you get to get the Joker. Because right, na- right, the, the right now the writing for the for the, for the talents is freaking flawless. Right. You know what I'm saying? And especially for how they for how they did it. 
Yeah. You know, so um, I don't know. Like, I got, I will have to see the, the, the book just to see what's up. Okay. You know what I mean? You um, know, Joker's coming up. But I'm I'm here for it though, man. I'm I'm here for you. I'm here for you, Batman. Ah, look at that! <laughs> look at that! We converted you know? another. We here. We converted another, and we hope we are continuing to convert you guys all into comic book readers, comic book media enthusiasts, and do what I do. Go get the research because I've never found a medium as rewarding as comic books. You do the homework and you get rewarded, where everything else kind of punishes you for <laughs> for knowing or, or remembering or anything else, else like that. It was in, in, extremely interesting to go into uh, Mr. Freeze's origins and find out how little that they actually did for this man yeah. before uh, going forward. It was crazy to hear that they already did the I'm your brother, Bruce, storyline. Yeah, that was like, crazy. These comics have been going on for so long. Go back, do the history, find some books. We'll be here to recommend some books and hopefully... Uh, you guys are here for every installment of major issues where we're hopefully tackling some of the latest greatest things that come to comic books and comic book media. Ooh, I'm gonna try to say that one day. On the oh, we're gonna get you ready for that. <laughs> uh, speaking of episodes of major issues, on the last uh, to prepare for this, I listened to our first uh, mm. Court of Owls review. Some funny notes from that is I say, I hope we get to cover City of Owls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we did. We did. So that's good. Um, I also say that we are trying our very best to get on Spotify. Ooh. But we are here Hit to em. announce Hit that Major Issues is officially on Spotify as yeah. of you listening to this very podcast right now. We're on Spotify, there's, so there's no excuse whether you have an Android or an iPhone. <sighs> if you don't want to download Stitcher, Podbean, Podcast Addict, if you don't want to go to Google and go to Major Issues Podcast and look us up, if you don't want to go to the iTunes Podcast app, all you have to do is go to Spotify and type in Major Issues Podcast into the search bar. Odds are you already have a membership. You've already been listening to unlimited songs. Go to Major Issues and we'll be there. We'll be there waiting for you on any device you can follow, put Spotify follow, 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 on. Subscribe. Please follow. You please name subscribe. It. Uh, Follow, subscribe. If you got friends that are into comics and you think that they could get something out of this, share it with them. And if you don't want to do any of that, the last thing I implore you, I please ask you to do is rate and review us on iTunes because it's the quickest way for us to get feedback from you guys. I love reading the comments. I love reading the ratings and reviews of, of our podcast. It's something that we work very hard to do. So getting any kind of feedback, negative or positive, has been absolutely amazing. The numbers have been growing. You know, like I said, we, we started off just on Podbean and the audience has grown so much that we are now available anywhere podcasts are found. Uh, so it's through you guys and through the vision, obviously, that I saw in the future yeah. <laughs> where I know that major issues becomes the greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media. So thank you guys for our growth. Continue to help Woo. us to grow. Uh, uh, I guess I can announce it here. Comic Book Click is going to be at uh, Comic-Con this yeah. year. Yeah. Comic more things, we'll more things. Comic Con this year, so hopefully we'll be able to see you guys in the flesh, or maybe into some alien flesh, depending on all you guys want to cosplay as. Ooh. But uh, yes, we so much exciting things coming down the barrel. There's so much happening here at Major Issues and here at Comic Book Click. So make sure that you go to Facebook.com/slash/ComicBookClick, Instagram at ComicBookClick, and use the hashtag ComicBookClick to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, go to Major at Major Issues CBC, and you will get me because I'm the one that operates the Major Issues Twitter. <laughs> 
But like I said, again, we're on Facebook, Instagram. We're on YouTube, Spotify. Expansion. We're on uh, iTunes. We're on, literally, we are everywhere. So there's no excuse. Find us. Link other people to us. Get the click growing in numbers because that's what we need to do, especially in case these owls show up. Ooh. If these owls show up, Ooh. we got to be able to make the call. Make the call. Get your people on this. To the clicks. And thank you for listening this far, for, uh, as long as uh, this long, because uh, this has been our New 52 Batman Volume 2 City of Owls review. My name is George Serrano, a.k.a. The Don. And I am your Cloudus Maximus, a.k.a. may not be trying to be Batman after this podcast. I don't know. Let's see. And whether or, <laughs> and whether or not you are a vigilante, a member of a secret society, a killer assassin, come back from the dead, or just one of the listeners of major issues, remember that you are worthy. worthy.